Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, we're going to be discussing Bitcoin liquidating 23 million in shorts as Bitcoin price tags a new September high. And check this out. Michael Saylor shares three catalysts, which will take the Bitcoin price to $5 million per coin. Also, quoting Ricardo Salinas, the third richest man in Mexico, Christine Lagarde is a thief. Jerome Powell is a scammer. And they're pulling off the perfect fraud. Preach. And quoting Max Kaiser, President Bukele is the Warren Buffett and Elon Musk of Central and South America. Also breaking news just in, Turkish crypto exchange CEO sentenced over 11,000 years in prison for allegedly stealing $2 billion in customer funds. We'll also be discussing the institutions may be forced to fight over just 5% of the Bitcoin supply. Can you say incoming Bitcoin supply shock? We'll also be discussing when will we see a new Bitcoin all-time high? Will it be this year? Will it be 2024, 2025? I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be discussing now 10 years later, since the first Bitcoin spot ETF application and still no Bitcoin ETF. When is it likely to finally be approved? We'll also be discussing the largest asset manager in the world, BlackRock, and their Bitcoin spot ETF can literally unlock $30 trillion into the crypto market, sending the Bitcoin price parabolic to $1.5 million per coin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. So welcome everyone just joining us in the live chat. We're finally back in the green for the Bitcoin market, which is a good sign. Let's kick off today's show with our market watch. But first and foremost, welcome everyone. It's September 8, 2023. I'm your host, JV, and this is pod episode number 1300. And 95. As you can see here, we got Bitcoin in the green, trading at roughly 25,900, while Ether and BNB are still in the red. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we're currently sitting just above that trillion dollar milestone with about 28 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance has been pretty stagnant, currently at 48.3%, with the Ether dominance at 18.8%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, we have Kronos leading the pack up 3%, trading at 5.2 cents. Followed by XDC up 3%, trading at 5.6 cents. Followed by Stellar Lumens up roughly 2.5%, trading just above 12.5 cents. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, I'd say the majority are back in the red, but we do have some pumpers, including XRD, now up 
8.1%, following by CRO up 3.3%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 46 in fear, yesterday a 41, last week a 40, and last month a 50, which is dead in the middle, neutral. So there you have it. How many of you have been taking advantage of this recent dip? Please do let me know in the comments right down below. And now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. If you're just joining us, make sure to say hello in that live chat and let us know where you're tuning in from. But yeah, let's check out these charts. Bitcoin extended volatility into the September 8th Wall Street Open as a classic short squeeze sparked new September highs, which you can see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView showed Bitcoin price movements liquidate in shorts and longs alike. Bitcoin has seen upside momentum the day prior, culminating in a trip above 26.4 after the daily close. Then a subsequent come down nonetheless took Bitcoin full circle and Bitcoin slash USD pair was back under the 26,000 mark at this time. Now, uh, some analysts breaking down some of the charts here, such as Jelle says, well, let's take out the lows again then. Hmm. Now the result was punishment for the late traders chasing the market up and down. According to data from CoinGlass, short liquidations total $23.5 million for yesterday, September 11th. And thus far today, we don't know how long the tally is precisely, but probably even higher. Shorts have got hunted as expected. It's a popular trader, Scoo, quitting him here. Uh, Bitcoin, Binance, and Bybit open interest shorts got hunted and as expected. Note the over leverage added here. Or I'm, I'm sorry, open interest added here with a small price reaction and decrease in the perp bid delta. This implies that more shorts scaling into the price on the second dive higher. Now, fellow trader Dan Crypto Trades highlighted the significance of reclaiming lost ground from August, quoting him here. Bitcoin was finally able to break above the September monthly open after testing it numerous times. It is now retesting it. The question is, will it provide as much support as it did resistance? It's up to the bulls to try to maintain a green September. Meanwhile, CoinGlass data confirms September tends to produce a Bitcoin price downside of close to 10%, with market expectations skewed approximately for 2023. And quoting another trader, uh, Crypto Tony, he says, nice rally off of 25.6 range low, but no following through up to the range highs. So again, we're stuck mid-range. No entry for me on Bitcoin unless we clear 26,600, as outlined here in this chart. Now quoting another analyst, Mikhail Vende Pop, he says, tech Technically speaking, we can solely focus on the price action in 2019, but that doesn't grant a clear case. The case in 2015, we can correlate the current market with that cycle, he said in his commentary, and he continued, in that regard, this is the final correction. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst as he outlines here in this chart. He says there is a level in which Bitcoin must hold in order to avoid the significant crash. Bitcoin currently holding on to a significant level of support. It's around the 25,500 barrier which has held up thus far. Do you think we're likely to drop sub 20,000? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's break down the latest from Michael Saylor. He recently shared three catalysts, which will take the Bitcoin price to $5 million per coin. Catalyst number one, a spot ETF approval, which he says is inevitable. Number two, banks custody and lend against Bitcoin as collateral, which is coming soon. And number three, fair value accounting rules from the FASB, which will be approved this week. So there you have it. Very bullish sentiment coming from Mr. Saylor. And massive shout out to Ricardo Salinas, the third richest man in Mexico in this interview 
interview, here's what he had to share. Christine Lagarde is a thief and Jerome Powell is a scammer. They're pulling off the perfect fraud. So much respect and shout out to Ricardo Salinas for preaching the facts. And quoting Max Kaiser, the high priest of Bitcoin, he says that President Bokele is the Warren Buffett and Elon Musk uh, of Central and South America. And he's uh, turning a $26 billion out of favor fishing and pupusa hub with some untapped volcano Bitcoin mining potential into a $300 billion mega success story that's transforming the region. So let's freaking go. Massive shout out to Najib Bukele. And now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss this $2 billion crypto scam. Could you imagine being sentenced to over 11,000 years in prison? Do they not understand the average life expectancy of a human being? I mean, who does that? But anyways, this is quite fascinating to say the least. Here's the guy right here, Justin, Turkish crypto exchange CEO, sentenced to 11,196 years in prison for allegedly stealing $2 billion in customer funds. This story should have SBF ishing his pants, considering SBF with FTX was a $30 billion fraud, for Christ's sake. Facts. So yeah, let's break this one down. The former CEO of Turkish crypto exchange, Thodex. And let me know if anyone has ever heard of the exchange. I never heard of it until today. The guy's name is Farouk uh, Faith Ozer. He was sentenced to 11,196 years in prison by a Turkish court on charges of establishing, managing, and being a member of an organization where qualified fraud and laundering of property values. Are you listening, SBF? Now, uh, the ninth high criminal court sentenced him along with his two siblings to the same jail sentence of 11,196 years. Good Lord. 10 months and 15 days in prison along with a $5 million fine reported Turkish state-run news agency. Hmm. The Turkish crypto exchange was one of the largest digital asset trading platforms in the country before abruptly imploding in 2021. The exchange halted services on the platform without prior notice, and the founder fled the country along with the user's assets, totaling over $2 billion in crypto. And at the time, he refuted all claims of the possible exit scam. The fugitive founder was finally detained in Albania in August of last year, where he has been serving a jail sentence before he was extradited to Turkey in April of this year on charges of fraud and money laundering, the same charges SBF is against. Now, he was already in jail for failure to submit tax documents since July, while the most recent conviction comes for defrauding customers. The founder of the crypto exchange claimed in court that he and his family are facing injustice. He said that Thodex was a crypto company that went bankrupt and had no criminal intentions. A Google translated version of his court statement read the following. I am smart enough to manage all institutions in the world. This is evident from the company I founded at the age of 22. If I were to establish a criminal organization, I would not act so amateurishly. What is the question is that uh, is it clear that the suspects in the file have been victims for more than two years? So he's allegedly claiming to be a victim. The long drawn out case against the Thodex crypto exchange had 21 defendants, five of whom attended the court hearing in person. The court acquitted 16 defendants of qualified fraud due to the lack of evidence and ordered the release of four defendants. The other defendants in the case received varying degrees of sentences based on their involvement in the crypto fraud. So there you have it. I mean, quite interesting to hear anyone being sentenced for over 11,000 years, and especially considering his siblings are also involved. Do you think they're just trying to make an example out of him? Do you think he should, uh, you know, 
I don't know what to really think, honestly, because I don't know the guy. I don't know the exchange. I don't know if he's really innocent. I don't know if it's an attack. But what are your thoughts, fam? Let me know. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. But it does sadden me, I must say, hearing anyone get sentenced to 11,000 years in prison doesn't seem right. If you could only live approximately, what, 80 years, it just is a bunch of nonsense and sounds like they're trying to make an example out of someone. I say, if you want to make an example out of someone, use SBF, the $30 billion fraudster himself. Why don't we start there? Yeah. I mean, just saying. Anyways, fam, now let's discuss the potential supply shock incoming as per Invest Answers as institutions fight for the final 5% of the Bitcoin supply. That's right. Citing an infographic from blockchain analytics firm Glassnode stating that 95% of the existing supply of Bitcoin has not moved over the past 30 days. Anonymous host of Invest Answers tells his half a million YouTube subs the Bitcoin needs to rally is a buy side catalyst, quoting him here, breaking news, 95% of all the Bitcoin has not moved in the last 30 days. So again, despite the weak market, only 5% is moving around with 95% sitting tight and we know why. But the real magic of this, imagine there is a catalyst and imagine big money wants to jump in and buy a truckload of Bitcoin. The price will just go parabolic and that's just economics, ladies and gents. This is why I am so obsessed with Bitcoin. It is so scarce. So literally when the big institutions come and they are fighting over that 5% and all the legacy holders are just sitting there watching anyway, it's a reason to be excited. And the charts don't lie as the HODL waves chart from Glassnode shares here. Literally 95% uh, of all the Bitcoin has not moved in the past 30 days. So shout out to all my long-term HODLers. Uh, the anonymous host also further says that the remaining supply of Bitcoin after accounting for the long-term hodlers. And the lost Bitcoin is also yet another bullish indicator. Quitting him here, the amount of Bitcoin that is either hodled or lost or basically has not moved in the last five years is nearly 8 million BTC. That means technically only 11 million or thereabouts have not. And in fact, taking this five year plus, it doesn't include all the Bitcoin lost over the last five years or less. So we just know it is super scarce. It is mind boggling how scarce it is. And I always get the question, well, if it is so scarce, is that not bad? No, it is not. It means the price of what's left will go up and it won't take a lot to move it as well. So there you have it. And in this chart by Glassnode, you can see the 8 million Bitcoin hodled or lost in the past five years with only 11 million left as the smart money and the whales continue accumulating as they should. So there you have it. Let me know if you feel that Bitcoin supply shock is going to be incoming. This having coming up in roughly six months, scheduled to be sometime in April 2024. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss our next story of the day and discuss when do you think the Bitcoin price is likely to hit that new all-time high? Well, let's break this down according to CryptoCon, a fellow uh, analyst predicting all-time highs in 2025, which I feel is conservative. I think personally we're likely to smash the 69,000 all-time high sometime next year in 2024. But let me know your thoughts, chat. Now, amid debate over the nature of the current Bitcoin four-year price cycle, CryptoCon believes that all may be simpler than many imagine when it comes to how Bitcoin behaves at a given time, unveiling the November 28th chart on X, he uh, delineated the date of the key pivot point for the year, along with a three-week period on either side. Quoting him here, using four-year time cycles against my theory produces Bitcoin's exact behavior in time since its inception. The cycles are centered around the dates of the first halving, November 28th. And he continues, the Bitcoin price action began at the first bottom, October 8th, 2010. This is where cycle curves peak every four years. Tops and bottoms come plus or negative 21 days from November 28th at their appropriate times on the curve. 
tops on the upswing, bottoms on the pinnacle. So the chart virtually describes November 28th as Bitcoin date. Bitcoin sees a Bitcoin bull launch uh, every four years. The last was in 2020 when Bitcoin broke beyond its previous all-time high, hitting the current high of 69,000, which we did in November of 2021. The next point of interest is thus November 2024. Until then, Bitcoin price action will spend its time in a mid-cycle lull, according to the analysts. After Bitcoin bottoms, the price makes an early first cycle move, which you can see in this chart in the orange, and enters into a mid-cycle. This is the longest part of the cycle where Bitcoin spends time around the medium price, half of the previous all-time high, until the curve bottoms. So ultimately, the medium price of the previous high is probably in that Thirty-three dollars to $34,000 range, just FYI, but he did add that Bitcoin had almost certainly seen its early top, referencing the 31800 local highs back from July of this year. Now, as reported by Cointelegraph, opinions on where the Bitcoin price action will go into the 2024 block subsidy having obviously differ from analyst to analyst. Some argue that the modest gains will be all that the hodlers will see before the event scheduled for April of next year, again, roughly six months out. We also have Philby Philby, co-founder of Trading Suite, Decent Trader. He delivered a $46,000 target for the halving with 36,000 slated for year's end. What are your thoughts surrounding these two targets? Do let me know. Meanwhile, CryptoCon summarized that 2023 Bitcoin's price behavior as a full market fake out, quitting him here. This makes it appear as if the bull market has begun with the trigger of many signals, but then at some point the price fails to continue. This is the most convincing example we have seen of this yet. And personally, I think there is still some time to go for that. And I am patiently awaiting its completion in which he shares alongside the Bitcoin one day candle chart. Now, as we know, we'll see where the Bitcoin price is likely to go next. But now the million dollar question, when are we likely to finally get a Bitcoin ETF spot in the United States as they have been getting denied now consistently for over a decade with the first app being submitted by the Winklevoss twins, owners of the Gemini Exchange? Because we all know fact, there is a lot of money on the sidelines. In fact, analysts are predicting over 30 trillion will be ushered into the Bitcoin price and the market cap as soon as this does get the final approval. But when is the million dollar question? So let's discuss when the spot Bitcoin ETF, followed by uh, a prediction of the Bitcoin price soaring 60x from the current price action to one and a half million dollars per coin. Then we'll dive into our live Q&A. So the first spot Bitcoin ETF app was filed in July of 2013, literally over a decade ago, fam. I'm not exaggerating. It was denied in both 2017 and 2018. A decade has since passed since the initial app. Now, the SEC had rejected more than a dozen additional apps and repeatedly punched the date for deciding on others. I'm sorry, punted, meaning they continue to push it back. The ETF saga's latest interaction saw Bitcoin jump more than 6% as industry advocates celebrated a court ruling that affirmed what we already knew, that the SEC's rejection of the Grayscale ETF app was arbitrary, 100%. This was, of course, followed by the SEC delaying its decision on all seven pending Bitcoin ETFs and a subsequent price drop. Now we wait as the SEC deliberates on its next move surrounding the Grayscale pleads for approval. Now, to a degree, the case for Bitcoin ETF makes sense in the spirit of adoption. The $7 trillion ETF industry is ripe with investors still on the crypto sidelines awaiting for a product that would grant them Bitcoin exposure without having to buy Bitcoin directly and set up a wallet. Plus, as a community that's fought long and hard to have digital assets taken seriously, the crypto world is inclined to welcome the validation that the U.S. United States States ETF 
would signal 100%. When are we going to get that? But crypto, Bitcoin especially, is predicated on the need for an alternative financial system, one that enables the financial sovereignty, transparency, and consensus that traditional finance is glaringly lacking. The crypto industry's eagerness for an SEC ETF approval feels like a step backward akin to the American revolutionaries begging parliament to intermediate colonial tax collection and rejection of its imperial rule. And as Michael Saylor points out here in this tweet, BITO had underperformed Bitcoin by 28% year to date. This is why we need a spot Bitcoin ETF preach. And again, Michael Saylor says the Bitcoin price can soar to $5 million per coin just on the back of the three catalysts I mentioned earlier. And mainstream adoption is a ubiquitous goal amongst crypto champs. And the SEC sign-off on a Bitcoin vehicle that resonates with TradeFi is ostensibly a fast track right to it. But fighting for approval from an opaque centralized agency for an intermediated investment product belies our industry's purpose. And frankly, it's unnecessary. Preach. The irony of cautious investors waiting to buy Bitcoin ETF shares rather than taking the safer route of buying Bitcoin directly is palpable. ETF bears many layers of counterparty risk, including the sponsor, custodian, and other partners. We saw how catastrophic this type of risk can be to crypto during the latest contagion when customers lost more than $10 billion within months because they trusted third parties. Now, though the contagion appears to have dwindled, the major takeaway remains. If you don't have the private keys to your Bitcoin, your assets aren't in your control and they may not even exist. Facts, not your keys, not your cheese, fam, as we preach here on the channel. Those of us who have witnessed the fallout up close know this, but investors who have been waiting on the sidelines for the ETF likely do not. It is our job as industry builders and veterans to help the newcomers understand the new degree of security and risk aversion that Bitcoin technology and enables the downside of a spot Bitcoin ETF runs deeper than the conceptual contradiction of the unknowingly purchases of a riskier investment. The potential cost of the crypto movement is immense. Take, for example, BlackRock iShares Bitcoin Trust, the announcement of which drove the Bitcoin price to a one-year high in June. However, perhaps blinded by the prospect of monumental institutional inflows, much of the Bitcoin community, myself included, has thrown its support behind BlackRock's iteration of TradeFi 2.0, haphazardly disguised as Bitcoin conviction, and buried within BlackRock's submission is a clause on hard forks, which you may not know about. Quoting them here, the sponsor use is discretion to determine which network should be considered the appropriate network for the trust purposes, and in doing so may adversely affect the value of the shares. There is no guarantee that the sponsor will choose the digital asset that is ultimately the most valuable fork. The sponsor may also disagree with shareholders, the Bitcoin custodian, and other service providers, the index administrator, crypto exchanges, or other market participants on what is generally accepted as Bitcoin and should therefore be considered Bitcoin for the trust purposes, which may also adversely affect affect the value of the shares as a result. So that clause basically introduces uh, the consensus mechanism for a protocol that has already been well-defined and battle-tested mechanism. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out for the major institutions around the world. We know the BlackRock track record is literally 575 to 1, meaning the SEC have approved 575 uh, ETF request and have only ever denied them of one. So the possibility and likelihood of an ETF being approved by BlackRock, I say, is extremely high, but it takes us back to the million dollar question, when? If I was to put a date on it, I'd say likely 
sometime in 2024, as ETF experts and analysts are currently predicting, including Eric Valchunas, says there is a 95% chance of a spot ETF being approved in 2024, and I believe he gave it a 75% chance of still being approved by the next deadline, which is October. Putting on my Nostradamus hat, I think Gary of the SEC are going to likely push back and punt the deadline once again until next year. But that's my two Satoshis. Let me know your thoughts, fam, in the comments right down below. And now let's break down our final featured story of the day, and that's the BlackRock Bitcoin Spot ETF unlocking literally $30 trillion of value into the crypto market cap. That's right. According to Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Balchunez, approval of a Bitcoin ETF could potentially be the game changer in unlocking vast reserves of capital for the crypto market. His analysis estimates that $30 trillion worth of assets controlled by the U.S. financial advisors could be funneled into Bitcoin investments if a spot ETF green is signaled by the U.S. SEC. So let's discuss this domino effect of BlackRock's involvement. As we know, they're the world's largest asset manager, currently controlling over $9 trillion in assets under management. We all know they submitted their app for the Bitcoin spot ETF last month, significantly shifting the probability landscape. According to Balchunas, the chance of a spot Bitcoin ETF approval soared from only 1% to over 50% following BlackRock's involvement. And as I broke it down for you, he's now saying 75% chance this year and 95% chance next year. And quoting him here, their app application triggered a wave of similar filings by other prominent firms, such as ARK Investment, Valkyrie, and Fidelity, setting the stage for a highly competitive environment. That's right. Now, Fidelity, I believe, is the second largest asset manager in the world that currently controls over $4 trillion in assets under management. And although Bitcoin futures ETFs do exist in the U.S., they pale in comparison to what a spot ETF can bring to the table. So currently, these futures-based ETF accounts for only about $1 billion in total assets under management. Balchunas describes the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF as the holy grail that would dwarf the current offerings and galvanize the crypto market like we have never seen before. So send it and let's freaking go. Also, a spot ETF would not only benefit Bitcoin, but also serve as a boost for the rest of the crypto industry, solidifying the assets class position in mainstream finance. And as they say, you know, um, a rising tide raises all ships. So not only Bitcoin, but the entire crypto market would obviously benefit. The approval of a Bitcoin spot ETF stands on potentially transformative uh, moment for the American market, with at least 10 firms currently in competition and astronomical sums are at stake. The race is currently heating up. BlackRock haven't already partnered with Coinbase in 2022 to offer institutional clients crypto access to launching its own spot Bitcoin uh, private trust, appearing to be at the vanguard of the financial revolution. So with trillions of dollars in play, the implications for Bitcoin and the broader crypto market are currently colossal. The clock is ticking and the world watches with bated breath as regulatory decisions loom on the horizon. So there you have it. I also want to mention, if you'd like to watch this uh, Eric Balchunez, the analyst from BlackRock, talking about $30 trillion entering the market upon the approval of an ETF. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And I also want to talk about off of the news, which was shared last year, that BlackRock could team up and partner with Coinbase as a custodial. We had some predictions of a $773,000 Bitcoin price. So I'd like to break down the math and where these numbers have uh, come from. So quoting Invest Answers uh, from his forecast, which he made on his channel that, you know, Bitcoin price 
price is going to go parabolic off of this news. Quoting him here, if BlackRock were to place just a half a percent of its assets under management, uh, Bitcoin's market cap would be affected by an increase of over a trillion dollars. This would add about 75000 to the Bitcoin price. Bitcoin, which is in the $23,000 band at the time you made the prediction, will make its way to about 98000 per coin. This is 326% more than today's price, and it is very, very achievable. So let's talk about it more long term. So he also stated that if BlackRock, which stands out with an asset value of 10 trillion, put 1% of their funds into Bitcoin, the leading crypto would be worth more than 150,000 per coin. Quoting him again, now if they allocate a 1% stake, which will of course take time to reach this level, that would add about $2.1 trillion to the market cap and $150,000 to the Bitcoin price. And that would push Bitcoin's future price to $173,000 per coin. The profit for Bitcoin here is 652%. And the analyst also stated the Bitcoin can rise to as high as 700 173,000 if BlackRock allocates just a 5% share. But on the other hand, this estimate can be considered to seem quite maximalist in the current situation. However, according to the crypto analysts, between the next three to five years, the price will be achievable at these levels. Quitting him again, if as analyst Dan Tapiero said, they add 5%, which I think is very aggressive, maybe with time, maybe in the next three to five years, it will be possible. This will quite easily push the price of Bitcoin to 770 $73,000 per coin in the next three to five years. So there you have it, fam. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. Do you think the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF in the US will help usher in literally, literally $30 trillion into the market considering the current Bitcoin market cap is only $500 billion. That's roughly 60x. So if you take today's price of $26,000 and times that by 60x, we get above a $1.5 million Bitcoin price. And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.